Hello, everyone. Welcome to the regular exclusive podcast. The podcast where we talk way too much about movies because it's really all there is to talk about. And we are coming up on a very special time of the year. October is among us. And I know Renee is very excited. I'm bursting with excitement. <laughs> so many October movies, so much scary stuff. Like you live in a perpetual state of scary movies. So just it's like shark movies and, and scary movies. Yeah. And most shark movies are scary movies. So it really just that that's just my summer flavor. But but yeah, now it's like, oh, now I'm getting into let's get some more spooky shit, you know, like some Halloween themed movies. There's spoilers. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I I've found myself watching more scary movies lately. I mean, I, lo I love scary movies, so I watch them pretty regularly, but maybe just as October approaches, I just feel myself getting drawn mm -hmm. to some to some horror movies. It's just a good comfy vibe for me. Like it just feels like warm and like, oh, it's fall. I got to get cozy with the good scary movie. It's like a warm, you know, a warm blood soaked weighted blanket. Oh, it's you know, great. Yeah, it's perfect. Brings you peace. I literally just got a new thing of fake blood and I bought it because of the name. It says, I can't believe it's not blood. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like buying that 100%. Just for, you know, just in case or do you have a something it's that for you Halloween. need? For? Obviously, oh, okay. Halloween, I'm going to need I'm going to need to restock on the fake blood. I got to always have that. Most of my costumes, I like to just soak myself in blood no matter what. And, you know, you got to go with the Costco size, you know, just so you have a little bit extra for next year, you know, just just in case, you know. Yeah, I feel like the name of this one, I was like, that's clever. Like, I can't believe it's not blood. It's like the, you know, I can't believe it's not butter. But then it also made me think maybe it's lower calorie. I don't know. <laughs> so I went with it. I'll report back. But I'm very excited. That's that's what we need to know. Well, I mean. Like I said, I've already been watching some horror stuff, but uh, horror stuff or horror stuff. Sometimes both at the same time. Usually, yeah. You know, there's a lot of horror movies that involves horror. Whores. <laughs> Whores. <laughs> we gotta we gotta throw a Danny DeVito clip. You whore. Whores. But yeah, this week I have been watching some some fun stuff, some scary stuff, and some stuff that is supposedly scary. So. The first thing I watch is the new Netflix show, The Devil in Ohio. But it, it's about this girl who like escapes from the Satanist cult and then cops pick her up and then she goes to a hospital. And so this family ends up taking her in temporarily. But then they find out pretty quick that she's the devil. Well, that she was a part of the cult. Mm. So like she is a Satanist. And so it has some interesting like tension that kind of builds between all the family and stuff. Naturally. And it's it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Scary? Yeah. Nah, not really scary, but it's spooky. It's a little spooky. It's got a little yeah. sprinkle of spook. <laughs> I at this time of year though, I really want it like injected into my veins. Like I want mainline it straight in. Yeah. Like I'm always like, oh, I don't know if I should watch that one. I think I'd be too scared of like pfft. I think I'm just like really not giving myself enough credit. I think I can handle a lot of fucked up shit at this point. <laughs> just got to jump in. So uh, what else have you been watching? Then totally switching gears. I uh, went back and did some rewatching of this show on Amazon. 
it's called Vox Machina, and it's just like a comedy. It's just great. Like it's, Vox International or Vaughn? Is it Vaughn? That's the no, one like from the Vox, boys. like Vox, the the media company, V O X. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought it was what's the company from? Is it Vought from the boys? From the boys, yeah. Okay, Vought. sorry. For some reason, I thought it was them. I was like, they got an animated show now too. Well, they do. There is an animated The Boys spinoff. Wow. Yeah, cool. it's called like Diabolical. I haven't watched it, but you know, Vox Machina. It's the story of like how it started is is actually pretty cool. It, it's like all these like comedians and writers. They would play dungeons and dragons together and so like they essentially translated their campaign their story that they were playing they just translated it to an animated show and so it's it's set in like dungeons and dragons time you know what the, what is that time period uh, I, I think it's like 1950s or something yeah. <laughs> okay thought i was gonna throw you off there yeah, all the Lord of the Rings, all that stuff. But it's it's funny because all of the characters are just like normal people. And so like they make these super sexual jokes and they swear <laughs> a lot. And it's it's hilarious. It's a good time. That's cool. Some comedy mixed in with your medieval fun fantasy stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been a good week of just sprinkling a little Satanist, little little Dungeons Dragon comedy. Yeah. So what'd you round it out with? Rounded it out with a name of a movie that I can never say right. For some reason, just throws me off. Um, male- male- malevolent. <laughs> that is so malevolent. Wrong. It's that Florence Pugh movie movie on Netflix. Movie. <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you redo all that. No, no. I'm just you, you know You're what movie I'm talking again. about. So you no, you tell it, you say it right. Cause I we we knew we were gonna fuck this up. I was gonna fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Malevolence. Wait, no, sorry. Ma- Malevolent. Malevolent. There's another movie that has two of them. It's called Malevolence. We get this confused. I get this confused. But Malevolent is what you watched because it has Florence Pugh in it, right? Yes. I love Florence Pugh. This was uh this was before midsummer so this was her first wow. little dabble into the horror genre and what is it it's actually pretty good so her and her brother they are like ghost hunter con artists perfect so they they go into a, a house that the owners think is haunted and they get rid of the ghosts like florence Pugh is playing the role of like a medium like she she's like i can talk to him i can see him all that stuff and so yeah they're like con artists to to make money and then they go to this house and the house is actually haunted and actually florence Pugh is a medium and it's it's actually really good wow i did not expect that little turn that's funny though because i was gonna say that actually sounds to me like this crazy ass peter jackson movie that he did right before lord of the rings called the frighteners and it's like starring uh, Michael J. Fox as like that kind of a character. Like he goes and like fakes these things, but like he can actually, he is a medium and he did, and it's like a comedy and he has like these two ghost buddies that like go with him. But then this other ghost, this bad ghost is like killing people in town and taking their souls and shit. So mm. it's, but it's a funny like horror movie. It's very weird, but I love it. And it reminds me of the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's, I was surprised. I was not expecting anything. I literally just watch it because Florence Pugh's in it and I just love her. Yeah. But like the opening bit, like it kind of shows it shows how they con people. So it shows like 
how they make sounds over the radio. And I was like, oh, this is this is evil. If that, that, that there's people that actually do this, like you guys are awful to be taking advantage of people. But of then, course, there's people that do that. Yeah, but then you know the tables turn, and then that's where the the movie really like happens. So yeah, it was, it was good. I had a good time with it. Definitely be- better than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, it's just a Florence Pugh thing. I yeah, love her. I was I was going to ask you because I know that you love Florence Pugh as well, and I know that you would watch something just because she's in it. Don't worry, darling. I was going to ask you, is that logic going to apply to Don't Worry, worry Darling? Because that that movie's just crazy. Yeah, honestly, I was like, that looked pretty interesting from like the first trailer. And I was yeah. like, oh, this looks pretty good. And then all this drama happened. And now I have to see the movie. <laughs> like, I know that the movie's not going to be good anymore. I mean, from what it sounds like, the movie is literally just a compile of cool looking shots that will look cool in the trailer, but they don't ultimately like really explain much of anything. And then yeah. there's like some stupid twist, apparently. Of course there is. I mean, I could have <laughs> called that, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. The drama has just made it even juicier to me that I'm like, I have to see how bad Harry Styles is. I, I need to see like Florence Pugh just kill it because at least everyone could agree she's great. Yeah. And and Olivia Wilde, it's a bummer because I love Booksmart, but man, this is a fucking dumpster fire of a movie. Like the whole combination of everything. It's crazy how out of control the drama got with this movie. Like it started with a while ago, they recasted Shia LaBeouf. Like that was a while ago. Like yeah. I for, I forgot that happened. It was this whole thing that now just because Olivia Wilde decided to bring it up again and make it sound like a woman's rights thing that she got rid of him. And then he's like, uh, bitch, I have the receipt. <laughs> yeah. And it was like literal like emails, texts and a fucking video yeah. like of her literally doing the exact opposite. And she's still trying to stick with her story that she tried to do it. But it's like we've all seen the video, bitch. And then the fact that Florence Pugh is not doing any press at all for the movie. Yeah, it was like the Shia LaBeouf thing coming back. Then it's like, oh, there's tension with Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde. Miss Blow. God. <laughs> and then there's the trailer drops and Harry Styles' accent is apparently just really it's in bad. It's clips that people have been sharing for a while now, too, that they're just like, oh, man, it's all over the place, and he's just not a good actor. I'm like, I could have told you guys this. Well, and then it, it really just it culminated with the Harry Styles spitting. Yes, the on, press conference like, with Chris Pine. And Chris Pine just looking dead while he answers, <laughs> dead on while, the while Harry Styles just says the stupidest things you've ever heard. He's like, this movie, you know, it feels like like a real movie. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, Jesus Christ. I, uh, yeah. Then the, yeah. But then the spitting thing, like, I was just like, did this actually happen? And then, like, I just started watching YouTube videos of people, like, dissecting, and they're like, wait. I don't think this actually happened. <laughs> yeah. I think it just it looked like it happened. And even if it did, of course it was accidental. You think he's doing that shit? And I love that out of everything that they were asked about, him and Chris Pine, the only thing that they commented on was that, of course, he didn't spit on him on purpose. That was the only thing that they responded to. They didn't respond to any of the other things, like when they were asking Harry Styles about, like, if he's still fucking Olivia Wilde, because there's that whole thing. I think you also forgot the drama that was at the like, I think it was at Comic-Con when they had the the panel for this movie. 
and they dropped the trailer. But before that, or at some point when Olivia Wilde was on stage talking, she was served with like custody oh, papers yeah. from Jason Sudeikis on That's stage. Right. And like, he's like, I didn't have anything to do with that. I didn't know. But then it's like, oh man, <laughs> pretty weird. And uh, people were just saying that, yeah, this, this movie just, ugh. Ugh. I mean, everything about it just sounds like, I thought Olivia Wilde might really have some talent after Booksmart, but now oh, it yeah. just sounds like she's just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. I, I saw one person that I follow on YouTube say that it's actually really good. So we'll see. We're going to see it. I'll see it. Yeah, I have low standards. So who knows? Maybe I'll be okay with it. I, I might <laughs> enjoy it more if it's a dumpster fire, honestly. Maybe uh, not right away, but maybe uh, in years I'll come to appreciate it. We'll see. <laughs> Oh, well, what you said one of the things you were watching. What what else are you watching? So this week I finally got to go and see Barbarian, which Ooh. was just incredible. Really. Oh God. I just saw this hilarious fucking new trailer that says Justin Long's new movie. And I was like, oh my God. Cause you just have no idea. Like, I mean, he doesn't come into the movie for a while and he just it almost is like a whole different thing. And then <laughs> it all combines. It's great. But He's amazing. He's my favorite Scream King of all time. I think he's just been in some really great horror movies and he continue, he just has a, a couple he's either doing now or coming out soon too. So he's a surprising Scream King. Like yeah. he's in a lot of horror movies and he's incredible. You just don't think about it, but like he's in a lot. He's really great. But yeah, Barbarian, everyone should go see it in the theaters. It is. And don't look up anything. It's like malignant. It's pretty wild. Like Malignant takes like the entire movie to get to its huge wild swing. Whereas mm. Barbarian takes about three giant wild ass swings and changes throughout the movie. And you're <laughs> like, whoa, we are doing something totally different right now. And it's it's insane because it totally works. And it, it even it makes you feel things. But I think people are just really into it because it's like Malignant. But it also has something to say. Mm hmm. Like there's more of a message kind of behind it. You can kind of see what they're trying to say about it. And mm -hmm. but yeah, it's really clever. They use a lot of tropes against you. Just go see it. You're going to love it. I also watched The House's October Built, which is like a found footage movie. There's a sequel. I watched that, too, but I won't talk about it. <laughs> the first one is actually pretty good. It's like people compare it to Hell House LLC is like that one's like a group of people setting up like their haunted house attraction. But then it's like actually haunted. Whereas House's October Bill is more of like real world thing where they're going and trying to find the most extreme horror park where they'll like make you sign a contract, take your shit, leave you, like tie up, throw you in the trunk and drive you out to the middle of nowhere and leave you there for a week. Like that kind of shit. So they're trying to find like, which I'm like, why would you ever go after this place? And then they just start realizing that like it's going to be pretty hard to figure out when people are like going a little too hard. What if there's it's it's pretty interesting. It's kind of done like a documentary. You'd like it. And then, yeah, the other thing I just binge watched over the last two days because it's insanely watchable is the monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story with Evan Peters. Wow. That guy's getting an Emmy for sure next year again. And it it's just incredible. I mean, I'm obsessed with him. I think he's the hottest man in the world. I'm like, I'm obsessed with him. So the fact that like this entire series, he was like disturbing me. Like I was like, ew. And I was like so upset by him that I was like, wow, he's a he's the best actor ever. <laughs> the only time I've never been like, God, I want to fuck Evan Peters. And he's doing some like there's a lot of shirtless stuff. He's working out. He looks I mean, he looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. So but still good. Good looking a little bit. Does his performance <laughs> top his drunk monologue from Mayor of Easttown? Oh, yeah. 
I remember when I was watching Mayor of Easttown, like texting you, have you seen this show? Have you seen the drunk monologue? It's incredible. And then it was his his clip at the Emmys. Of course it was, because it was literally yes. incredible. Yeah, he's he's amazing. This one, yeah, he really surprises me with some things that he does in the way that he just, he really encapsulates Dahmer. It's very unsettling. The whole thing is done really unsettling. But what's cool about it is that it's not just like glorifying Jeffrey Dahmer in any way. It's like the one story of him that's like more focused on like, his neighbor, like the woman who reported him for a fucking year and they never did anything about it. The, like how the police were just like, oh, they're like, he's just targeting men of color and they're gay. So like, who cares? And they mm. would just trust him because he was a white man and all this fucked up shit that I didn't really know all about that and ha how much he affected the communities. And it's just really a, a cool thing to like, I mean, it's really fucked up and sad, but it's a, it's a cool thing to focus on instead of just glorifying another monster. Because he definitely was. He's a very upsetting, but there's at one point where the cops break the news to his dad that not only is your son gay, but he is uh, a serial killer and he's a cannibal. And like the, all those three things are like insane. Like, okay, hearing that he's gay, sure, that's fine, no big deal. But like the other two, one or the other would be bad enough. But to hear that he's not only a serial killer, but he's also a fucking cannibal, I'd be like, they're like, we'll leave you with that for a few minutes. I know that's a lot. It's like, are you kidding? I'm going to need three years to process this shit. What? You know, there's there's some ultra conservative families out there that if you put those three things in front of them and you ask them which one is worse, which is oh, the yeah. worst one, they would... They would think about it for a, for a minute. It's like, oh my god! Exactly, I know. And I, I'm, I'm. These guys are from like Milwaukee, so I'm sure that uh, I know. I mean, his parents were definitely part of the problem for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I would recommend the show. It's actually it's like ten episodes, and you'll just want to binge it all the way. It's great. It's gonna happen probably probably this week. Well, you got the place to yourself. You might as well get some really unsettling shit in in there. There we go. Well, let's. Let's transition to some not so unsettling stuff with the movies we're talking about today. We're going to talk about 2018 Halloween and 2021's Halloween Kills. All right, let's take a break. All right, so we're talking about Halloween from 2018 and its sequel, Halloween Kills from 2021. Mm -hmm. And we're doing it because we're first off, just can't wait for Halloween ends, which October 14th is that's when that coming is coming out real soon. So it's coming out in theaters and streaming same day. Yeah. And Peacock. So, yeah, it's going to be like we're going to cover that one and like right away, too, because we just we're I think we're excited. Jason actually never seen either of these, but correct. Anytime we can watch any of the Halloween movies is always a good time. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like this is going to be like one of the last movies that is released in theaters and on streaming the same day. I just don't see that. Just don't see that trend continuing. It's either going to be streaming only or theaters then to stream yeah. later. I believe so. I I don't know, though. I mean, I, I actually was reading about this today and they said it was Jason Blum. Uh, from Blumhouse, it was his idea to do the streaming and theaters the same day because it came out, you know, last year during COVID still. 
So, I mean, not that COVID's gone, but <laughs> at that time it was still like people wanted to stay in and a yeah. lot more, I feel. And so I think I personally, I'm, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, I would also think this movie would probably be fun in a theater though. Horror movies are just fun in theaters. Yeah. Well, and it, it, it works out great for, for our format of, you know, only yes. covering movies that are available on a streaming platform. So, you know, who knows? Maybe this is our first and only same day kind of review that we do that one for. But maybe there will be more. We'll see. I'll be up watching it at midnight as soon as it's <laughs> available. So don't worry. Or whatever time it drops, I'll be right there. So I, I, I wanted to ask you because I know you better. You understand it better than I do. So is this a reboot or is this a sequel of of the old one or of the rob zombie one like no god no no we don't we don't talk about those no okay. <laughs> i don't think so i haven't seen those <laughs> i've only seen the first one and i just thought no thanks i don't need to see any of that again or another one i've never seen any other rob zombie movies though so devil's rejects is good it is. Okay. Well, maybe I'll check it out. I've just always kind of after that movie, I was just like, you know what? No. So I think a lot of people don't actually like those. So the cool thing about Halloween is that it really started the whole trend. There's other movies that did it first, but it started the trend of being a requel as coined in the new Scream. See, you can't just reboot a franchise from scratch anymore. The fans won't stand for it. Black Christmas, Child's Play, Flatliners, that shit doesn't work. But you can't just do a straight sequel either. Uh, you gotta build something new, but not too new, or the internet goes bug fucking nuts. It's gotta be part of an ongoing storyline, even if the story shouldn't have been ongoing in the first place. New main characters, yes, but supported by and related to legacy characters. Not quite a reboot, not quite a sequel. Doesn't this kind of reboot it? Because it is a direct sequel, but only to the original one. So it cuts off all the others. Halloween H2O came out before and it did the same thing where it, I think, ignored Halloween 4 and 5, which had Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, having a daughter who was like the main character of those two movies. Wait, 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 wait a second. Are you telling me that Halloween has been requeled twice? Yes, at least. With Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. Weird flex, but okay. They killed her, I think, in like Halloween 4, maybe 5. I don't know. This movie was like, fuck all that. It's so confusing. They've already done that where they've kind of been like, oh, mm -hmm. we're forgetting about whatever. Now Josh Hartnett's her son. So this movie was like, we're just going to make it easy for everybody. Because it's, it, you know, Marvel is really expecting a lot of people these days. So you got to see like 800 movies before you watch the new show in order to understand everything. Right. Yeah. They're like. Let's just make this easy for everybody. Everyone's seen the first movie. We're just going to be a sequel to that. Everything else after that, none of that happened. That was just a bad dream. <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool. That's a really bold move. And like a very similar thing like was done in the new Texas Chainsaw where they had Sally, the original victim back. And she's now a like fucking Texas Ranger. And she's like been waiting for Leatherface for 40 years. <laughs> But it's like way different than Halloween because like, spoiler alert, she dies like as soon as she encounters Leatherface because she's a fucking moron. But anyways, <laughs> this movie did it right. And that's why I think it really caught on as like now people are you can't look like around and not see at least three requels coming out. Mm -hmm. Star Wars, Halloween, Jurassic World, uh, The Matrix, Creed, 
right? That's the Rocky continuation. I don't know if I would consider Creed a, a requel because it doesn't it doesn't really reboot anything. I would consider it more of like a spinoff. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, the Bad Boys, Mad Max, Top Gun, Ghostbusters, Chucky, Star Trek, uh, the Vacation movie, shockingly, <laughs> Candyman, Jumanji, Terminator, X-Men, Space Jam, Spiral and Jigsaw, both from Saw, Rings, Blair Witch, The Grudge, Home Alone, and then coming soon for sure, The Exorcist, which is the same director as these Halloween movies. I had no idea. It's like a sequel to the original. Jesus, that was a mouthful. I know. I feel like that scene in Scream 4, which you probably haven't seen, but she like lists all these movies. Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw, Dawn of the Dead, The Hills Have Eyes, Amityville Horror, uh, Last House on the Left, Friday the 13th, A Nightmare on Elm Street by Bloody Valentine, When a Stranger Calls a Prom Night, Black Christmas, House of Wax, The Fog, uh, Piranha. Okay, so I have a question for you. Is a requel better than a reboot? Let me give you an example. And I'm thinking about this maybe from a quality standpoint, but then also also from like a financial standpoint, like, you know, the studio looking to make money. I'm thinking of Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street is like a beloved franchise. It's been going on for a long time. They have so many movies because they just make money. And then... It was like a decade ago, they did that reboot. They, they recasted him and just started clean slate. And that movie was okay. It was fine. It didn't do well. Do you think a requel of, of Nightmare on Elm Street, would, it would be a success? Oh, 100%. I'm really glad you brought it up because I really didn't care. I didn't mind the reboot when I first saw it. But then I went through and watched all the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies and they're all just like so great. And Freddy Krueger is just so iconic, right? Robert England, yeah. you just can't beat him. But it's crazy. They actually kind of do a requel in the third one. And it's actually written by Frank Darabont, who did like The Mist and Shawshank Redemption. It's such a good movie where it has a Patricia Arquette as like a new chick. But then they bring Nancy back. And like she like is like kind of teaming up with this chick. And they're all like it's like called Dream Warriors. And they're like at like this place that studies them and like all these scientists. And so it's like a real cool thing. It's kind of like Stranger Things, but with like Freddy Krueger. Hmm. It's good. I enjoyed it a lot. And then Freddy also like slams someone's head into a TV and says like, welcome to prime time, bitch. And it's like <laughs> so good. It just and that made me like really hate the fact that they did a remake and they didn't do anything interesting with it they really leaned into the child predator stuff if they were going to do a reboot they should have just done something cool with it or something interesting it just felt like they did the exact same stuff that we'd already seen in the first movie and i mean across all the different sequels we've seen a lot of different funky shit they could have really changed it up and done something cool i mean i think jackie earl haley was great as rorschach but i don't i don't know if you could get an actor as good as Robert England, maybe one day they did it with Pennywise. So who knows? Yeah, I think movies need to figure out how to transfer like recast in a way that like doesn't disrupt the story or like make people be distracted by it. Like the prime example that I think of is um, of a, a movie that did it really, really well was the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Mm -hmm. And like Great reference Heath Ledger you know and then he passed and they had to finish the movie and so they casted 
three different people to play to finish the movie in the way that they like made it work is like they go into the imaginarium and based off whose imagination they're going into it changes the way that he looks he he looks the way that they want him to look mm-hmm. i feel like you could do that with something like freddy krueger where like if he changed his target you know he's going into the mind of someone else like that would ch- yeah that could change what someone is scared of just a little bit you know or hear me out on this what if we just clone robert england or like get his genetics somehow get the guys of jurassic world to make us like a fucking a billion of the or like just keep making them so we'll always have a freddy krueger we do the mark hamill treatment yeah you know exactly we just scan his whole body we take all the audio from the last 50 years and we just compile an AI that can just reproduce his voice and then CGI him. Or you could just do what uh, this movie that we're about to talk about did. Just have people wear masks. And then there you, go. you can just take care of it that way. But let's let's get into, into Halloween. Halloween came out in 2018. And so the story of this one is it is a requel of the original Halloween from 1978. And so it's Lori confronts her longtime foe, Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. Now, that is the IMDb plot. Here is my overall thought for this movie. This is a very empowering movie. Because Michael Myers proves that age is just a number. Dude's like 60 in this movie, right? Yeah. No, he's <laughs> doing great. This guy is, he's the most in shape. That's how you know he's got to have supernatural abilities. He's, he's using his prison time very efficiently. It's like this guy and then the guy from those like don't breathe movies. I'm like, these <laughs> yeah, are like yeah. two old guys kicking ass. But yeah, let's talk about Halloween. I'm excited. Yeah, so it came out in 2018. It had a budget of about $10 million and grossed uh, over $250 million. So it did pretty good. It has a decent front tomato score. It's like 79%. I mean, the original has a 96%. But still, like for a movie coming out nowadays, if it's got like a a green score from Metacritic, you're like, all right. <laughs> or like, you know, it's if it's if it's positive on Rotten Tomatoes, you're like, that's a good horror movie. Again, I think people are harder on those movies than they need to be. Yeah. I think this one was like pretty satisfying to a lot of people. And like that's why there's so many requel-esque movies, even if they're not exactly requels. Yeah. This movie was it's a mixed bag. It has some stuff that I really liked. And then there's some other stuff that I just really hated i mean one thing that is kind of good and bad for me it has really really good tones throughout the whole movie it's just the tones change every tone is really good when it's happening but i don't think they necessarily mix very well like there's really funny stuff that happens in this movie like like it was written like a comedy movie and then there's really like dark things that happen and they don't really mix that well I agree. But like, uh, I mean, we can start off on a positive note. I mean, first off, this movie looks great. Doesn't it? Visually, like it it looks great. The cinematography is really good. Michael looks great. Like the burned mask. Like I'm, I'm glad they didn't do like a totally different mask. Like 
They just aged it. Yeah, they did it perfectly. And what's cool is that like the flashbacks in this one and in the sequel, they they look like they're older movies. Yeah. That you can really tell that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and everybody involved in the production is like super Halloween fans. They love Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. He's awesome. Yeah, he he looks great. And one thing that I really liked about him in both of these movies is that like he is savage. Like, it's not just him sneaking up on someone and, like, stabbing them. It's like he is obliterating people. Yeah. And, and like, you see it. Like, the bathroom kill early on when he kills the podcasters, which, thank God he did. I hated them. Oh, I know. He had to. It's just like, what's your purpose in this movie? I'm here to deliver the mask and to give a little bit of exposition to anyone who has not seen <laughs> the original Halloween. Yeah, well, that's what they do. That's part of the requel thing. It's yeah. like, we got to explain and catch you up on what's been happening. That's why there's the line of, like, Oh, yeah, I heard that he was like related to Lori. And it's like, no, that was just a stupid rumor. And it's like, yeah, that was just like, we'll just forget that idea. Because they do that in the second one, right? Where yes, they're related. Halloween too. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Dr. Loomis discovers that. And it's funny, actually, because I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you know, but the original director, John Carpenter, which I don't know if you've seen a lot of his movies, but they are just excellent and really wonderful. And that he's the king of horror for a reason. But he is an executive producer on this one. And him and his son wrote the score, which is really cool because he also did the score for the original. And he generally doesn't want to be involved in any sequels or like remakes yeah. or whatever. But he just he really loved the ideas and like things that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, he thought their pitch was great. And he ended up collaborating with them and like pitching stuff for the stories. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is just going to be one movie, though. This will probably be the last one. And then they were like, no, we're going to do another one. And he's like, sure, whatever. Like, he's like, as long as I'm getting paid is what he said. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> it does kind of seem like this movie was supposed to be one movie because like, mm -hmm. you know, with the way they end it with them trapping him and then Halloween kills just like, nope. Uh, actually, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna do two more. Like this movie did pretty good. They were like, oh, it made money. They're like, all right, we're doing two more, and that's what Danny McBride has said a, a couple times that they had actually written it originally or envisioned it as like two movies back to back, like shoot them at the same time kind of thing. And then they were like, well, let's just be safe and just make one movie and self-contain it, just in case. Mm -hmm. You know, if people hate it, then we won't do another one. But then it was like. Oh, it was like successful. Okay, we're going to just jump right in then. So I'm cool with it, though. I think it was cool. And I love that um, Jake Gyllenhaal actually convinced Jamie Lee Curtis to reprise her role for the film oh. because he's her godson. I don't know if you know. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? Wow. But cool. That is like, yeah, cool. they're family friends. Kudos to yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal because Jamie Lee Curtis is. Like she's one of the things that I loved in this movie. I I, mm -hmm. I liked the idea of she survived this thing forty years ago, and it's like it's stuck with her, and she's now like mm -hmm. this doomsday prepper. Which makes sense. That's what I like to see in a horror movie. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I would be doing. She she like went full Sarah Connor from the ter from Terminator Two. Terminator, yeah. And and I, I liked that kind of shift in that character. I thought that was really interesting. Um. But like she wasn't in the movie enough. That was that was one of my problems is like you see her at the beginning and like, oh, this is where she is. And then you come back to her at the end. 
but then there's just oh there's there's all the stupid stuff with the teenagers god i gotta introduce the new people i mean if you have you seen the original in a long time no i i intentionally did not watch the original well no i intentionally didn't watch it before watching these because i just felt like i would compare them Mm -hmm. but that's the point there's a lot of really strong references to them well i know the story and I yeah, know, I know, like, I know that all the little details. I know that she was like a teenager in the movie, and it's not the teenagers that I hated. It's all of the, it, it was like a teenager drama. It was just like, well, that's what the original was. They they did it a lot. Have you haven't seen it for a long time? But I there's a lot of teenager stuff. I still feel like it's going to be better than this because the whole my boyfriend kissed another girl at the dance. I was just like, oh so tired i'm just like I <laughs> i've don't, seen that a million times well, i just don't care that's not why i'm at it's not why i'm watching a halloween movie and then yeah then the friend zoned friend tries to kiss yeah. the girl and it's just like yeah i don't care about this i did love the scene with the motion lights i thought that yeah. was really good and i was really glad All the kill scenes are always the best part of these movies for me yeah. <laughs> i think because that's i mean that's why i think i like the second one better is more Michael Myers, but yeah. he's just so much fun. I think he's a cool killer, better than I remember. I thought he just used a butcher knife. I like his variety in these movies. Yeah, I think in the original, in the original, his, does, his yeah. kills are not so as creative, but especially no. I mean, compared to to Halloween Kills, he's had forty years to work on it. I bet he's just been standing there in that corner, looking at one <laughs> space and just thinking about it, right? <laughs> Probably. I will say though, for how awful the teens are. We did get one incredible line from the friend zone kid before Michael Myers kills him. Allison, I'm like really drunk right now. Seriously, I got really horny at the party and like all these girls were like dancing on me. Their beautiful bodies got me all shoved out, Allison. They were feeding me guacamole in all these sexy ways. (laughs) Got me all shoved out. I do not remember that. That is so funny. Oh, it was. <laughs> Go on YouTube and watch that clip again. It's so good. I'm about to because that's amazing. <laughs> there is like some really funny shit. And that's what's great is that I think that like when it shines and like it does come out, it's like it's still really funny and I'm here for it. It's just that I wish that there was more of that tone the whole movie. Like, I don't care for the serious stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. I I mean, it's a Halloween sequel. I'm still not expecting it to be like cinema, you know? Yeah, like, it's yeah. not, I don't need this. I don't, I don't understand why everyone wants a little trauma in with like everything. I get it. That's what I just like, I'm like, this movie's pretty fun, but I will say, I think the best part is always Michael Myers. Yeah. No matter what. Well, I mean, it is, but I, I will say there's one other character in this movie that gives Michael Myers a run for his money. It's the little kid that the that's being babysit. Oh, the little kid. Yeah. The little kid that was definitely written to be like a 15 year old, but they cast it an 11 year old. Why would a 15 year old need a babysitter? I guess that's very valid, but the things that he says, I'm just like, what? Like, I know you're talking about smoking weed. Don't lie to me. That's against the rules. I'm telling my mom. Well, I'm going to tell your mom about your browser history. You better not. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's uh, like kids nowadays. I, 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 I don't know, but. Yeah, so they have their phones now. They're, they're looking at shit. 
that they should never have looked at really early, I bet. It's like, if I had some other kind of babysitter, she'd be reading me a story. I wouldn't be up clipping my nasty-ass toenails. <laughs> he's hilarious. I love him. You're like when the when the boyfriend comes over and he's like, shut up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, those parts are so funny. It It's just, it's so weird how they blend in with the horror parts. And <laughs> if they translated all of these funny things to Halloween kills. I think Halloween kills is like, just it takes it from a really fun movie to this is ridiculously fun because Halloween kills has a lot of funny stuff, but it doesn't have like funny lines like this. Oh, there's plenty though. But, but I will say what I I think is great is that the, like they have the right Michael Myers energy in this movie that he is just a predator. He's like the shark in jaws is what they wanted him to seem like that. You just, He's just, there's no reason behind it. What's the point in trying to figure out the mythos behind his madness? There's no point. So, so wait, are are you arguing that Bruce from Jaws is a great actor? No. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I think your logic lines up. (laughs) I, th- I think no. I think there's some line of insanity that you could go on. Jace, that is a mechanical Jaws shark. At, I'm hey, not trying Bruce to say. Bruce at least moves his Stop. mouth. Stop. <laughs> okay. This guy does too. He even shows his face a little bit in each one. Just get a little tease. Hey, I agree. I love his performance. I Thank just... you. Stop bothering me and just try to <laughs> like. I'm just up. trying to talk. You brought every time, it up. Every time we talk about this poor actor, you just have to make fun of me and not and no get away from the conversation. Let's talk about how great he is for he, a minute. He right? is great. This all started <laughs> on the sinister episode when I said Michael Myers is not on my list of great performances of actors that have to talk with a mask. That was not the rules. There was no rules that they had to talk. Right, it was best I mask thought performance. You would understand what that meant you just said he was a performer it was a performance he's a performer performer, so that counts but i will also maintain consistency that if you have to talk that is a harder performance it's easy to be efficient when you don't have to do half the job okay well i think it was a performance choice is what we've established or a writer's choice (laughs) okay get out of here (laughs) but no he's great like i i like how big he is like he's he seems menacing yeah you know like especially in the second one when like they do the flashbacks and like they have the different mask and stuff like he seems smaller there so i like how big he is and how he just fucks people up like he doesn't just kill people he full-blown fucks them up yeah and that's why i mean like is there any kills that stand out to you from the first one that you think are pretty good i think so i mean halloween kills definitely has the best oh i've got a million for that one i think my favorite kill from the first one though it's very simple but i just i liked it was when they were kind of redoing the the tracking shot from the first one where like he he Mm -hmm. goes down the alleyway and the trick-or-treaters and he just comes up behind that woman who's like Mm -hmm. looking out the window and he doesn't just stab her like he grabs her head slams it into the bench and then stabs her through the the throat i was just like oh like it's just violent yes you know i i very much love it (laughs) yeah i mean it's really all i have to kind of say on that i will end with one last funny quote it's just out of nowhere (laughs) from the first one yeah from the first one don't even i danny mcbride had to have written it is when 
the daughter or the granddaughter, I guess. They're in the kitchen with their family early on. The dad is scooping up peanut butter. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, I got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> yeah. What? I still didn't understand that either. And I was just like, did he, though? Is it like on his pants, he means? And why did he say penis? It's just out of nowhere. Like, I was watching and I was taking a, a si- I was taking a sip of my drink. And I was like, what? It really just didn't fit. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. And then they just never explain it. I feel like I'm not as big of a fan on Halloween as I am with Halloween kills. And I feel like most people are the opposite. Mm-hmm. But... I'm not a huge Michael Myers like Stan. Like I haven't been here for a long time. I enjoy the movies, but I really had only seen the first one mm-hmm. and maybe the second original, but they're not that dear to me. So I don't care. I just, I have so much fun watching Halloween kills that I'm like, I would just throw that on anytime. Cause it's a good time. Oh yeah. I'm a hundred percent with you there. Like, the little I knew you would be the funny things that I like in the first one. I'll just YouTube those. Like, I don't think I'll actually go back and watch this no. movie again. But Agreed. yeah, let's jump over. Let's take a break and then uh, dig into Halloween kills because we got some fun stuff to talk about. All right, let's talk about the fun Halloween movie. Halloween kills. Evil dies tonight. Allegedly. It's just my favorite quote. We have to say it at least half as many times as they say it in the actual movie. I looked it up and will confirm they say it 29 times. Oh my God. In case you haven't heard, guys, that's the fucking, I'm pretty sure that's the tagline too. (laughs) Evil dies tonight. I definitely would have thought more. (laughs) Like it feels like more. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Or evil dies tonight. Not evil dies tonight. In comparison, Michael only kills 27 people. So they say it two more times. And Michael kills a shit ton of people in this movie. He kills so many people. Like, I think this movie should have just been titled Halloween Kills a Lot of People. It's not as sexy, but I think it's accurate. I mean, they I think they were like, let's not do a shit title. So we'll just (laughs) shorten it to Halloween Kills. That's pretty good. You know, Uh, man, if only they had worked with the people that named 47 meters down. It's like (laughs) you guys really screwed up with that. Anyways. Yeah. Came out 2021. It's the direct sequel to Halloween 2018. So, I mean, the plot of this. Surviving victims of Michael Myers from four decades ago, they form a vigilante mob and vow to end his reign of terror after they discover that he is still alive. And boy, do they vow. So my kind of my plot of this movie, it is different, but it really ties into with evil dies tonight because my plot is evil does not die tonight. But it easily could have. Easily could have. I agree with that point extremely. Yes, 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 yes. We'll get to that. (laughs) Although it seems like evil really can't die. It's really that it's interesting that everyone's all about where he's going to die tonight. But it's like, I'm pretty sure if we've learned anything throughout this movie, it's that he can't die. He's got some like. I don't know, like Wolverine level regeneration going on. I mean, shooting him does nothing. He gets like three (laughs) bullets in him and we'll get there. But what's interesting is that I think the reason that I love this movie personally is like what 
David Gordon Green, the director and co-writer with Danny McBride, they said that the heart of the movie is Michael. This is Michael's fucking Halloween movie, which if you think about it, they're, they're always focused on the like innocent characters. This is like the first movie that's like, this is fucking Michael's movie. But the cool part about it is that they really play up the fact that like, like in the original movie, he's not credited as Michael Myers. The actor mm-hmm. who plays him is credited as The Shape. And that's mm. what they went back to with, like, they say he's an essence of evil, expressionless, emotionless creature of killing. And that's what they they don't want to, like, divulge into this psychology behind him of why is he the way that he is? What? And try to give us any explanations. It's like they said they compared it to, like, with Jaws, where, like, they don't really show you the shark as much. It's like they don't want to get too much into what Michael Myers is and show show you too much about him. It's more just, like, we know the basic things about him, and that's enough. We don't need to know why he does what he does. There's literally no point to it. He's just a monster. And yeah. thinking you could take him on is pretty fucking stupid. It, it, it honestly, it's it's a breath of fresh air because yes. so many villains now, like they focus on how do we how do we create a interesting villain? It's let's make the villain charismatic. Like that, like that's just the go-to. We're gonna make a good villain. You know, the best villain of all time, the Joker. It's like, no, the Joker is an incredible villain. But, like, you can't just make every villain charismatic. And then you're like, he's a good villain. We're good. Like, a more interesting backstory and actually stuff is interesting or not doing it all. For horror, it's best not to know too much about the horror that's coming at you. I think it's scarier when you don't know everything. This movie was really just trying to be an aggressive fucking thing that was just the middle movie, keep your energy up, keep you enthralled. And that's what it does, in my opinion. I Mm. think they nailed it. A lot of the characters that are in this movie and that are featured more prominently, a lot of the people in the mob, they're all people from the first movie, or not from the first movie, but from Halloween 2018. They were just in the background or something or mentioned, whatever. And we get some great actors in there. You know, Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Longstreet, who I always love from all of his Mike Flanagan work, especially Midnight Mass. Shout out. Oh, Midnight Mass is so good. Incredible. But yeah, a lot of good people in, in the crowd. But I was curious if you noticed that all of those people were like either in Halloween, the first one, or like from the original. Like a lot of those are characters from the original movie. Uh, you you know I did not notice that. The only way <laughs> I knew that is they told me that in that whole <laughs> bar scene. <laughs> yeah, like, you're like, cool. okay. Cool, you're all here. Good. Yeah. And I will say the characters are I know that they're supposed to be stupid. So I think <laughs> if you can just roll with the fact that those those townspeople are just fucking morons, you're okay. <laughs> like I love the energy, but like they're stupid. <laughs> they're yeah. I think it's fair to say that Mike Michael Myers might be the smartest person in this movie, and that's saying something. Um but I yeah, I think the hard part for people is that like the original Halloween is such an atmospheric like horror movie i don't know if like this movie is really like a horror movie like it's it's not for me personally like i was not scared while i was watching this movie i was having a great time like it is it is so it's so entertaining i mean let let's just talk about the kills yeah can we just talk about it because like that's part of the title and it's like (laughs) the whole thing with this movie it has the most incredible incredible kills that i've seen in a movie in a very long time oh yeah i I mean the budget for this movie it was twice the budget it was it was 20 million and it it was all put 
into the kills. <laughs> Even in the first one, like they like he curb stomps like the doctor in that one. And it's like pretty great, like practical yeah. effects. And I love that they didn't go, let's just do a ton of CGI now. It's like, no, they mm. really stuck to the practical effects. <laughs> so I've got kind of a basic list of like the nominations for best kills, if you want to hear. Okay. And like if I miss any, please tell me. I think we got to start with all the firefighters. The fact that he takes down a whole squadron of firefighters is just incredible and a great sequence. I love how the firefighters, like, they spray the hose on him to try and stop him. One of them grabs, like, the grinding axe and just, like, tries to get him and he just wipes him out. I mean, it's so good. It, it's real. It's a great way to kick the movie off. Well, one thing that I noticed that I thought was really cool, like added a level of intelligence to Michael Myers is when the guy falls through the floor in the burning house, Michael Myers was in the gun rack and he closed the door like to protect himself from the flames. I'm like, Oh, that's a nice little detail. It would have been really dumb if he fell through the floor and Michael Myers was just standing there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I like that they added that little, little, little detail. That's of- what I'm saying. They make this Michael very clever. He's just a predator with like, he's very single minded. He's always just thinking, how do I escape this? How do I get out of here? How do I get back to what I want to do? How do I kill this person in the most fun way? Maybe. I don't know. After this movie, I thought he definitely has fun with it. Um, another great one, which is pretty quick after he escapes the fire or after he kills all the firefighters. And he kills uh, the neighbors. Did you think that? How would you like that scene? That scene was gnarly. Like, so the beginning of the movie, like he kills a bunch of people really early on. And it's not until that scene that he gets a kitchen knife. And I was kind of thinking, I was like, I started making a list. I'm like, this movie is going to be Michael Myers killing people with a bunch of things other than the kitchen knife and then he gets the kitchen knife and that changes but like he kills someone with a crowbar with the giant saw he kills the old man by pulling him through the window and then pulling his head down on the broken glass gnarly and that doesn't even kill or he does kill him yet and then oh that that poor woman yeah the fluorescent light was my other nomination so good that was gnarly and then he brings the husband and starts chopping him up not the usual michael myers mo he's like fucking with the body there well actually to kind of go back to the the intelligence that he has in this movie the impression i got is he was testing out the knives he was seeing which one felt good like I just thought he was more fucked up, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. He's probably just doing that. The quote that I always think of when he says, yeah, there's a big fella in our bathroom and he's wearing a monster mask. And she says, oh, what the fuck does he want? Who gives a shit? Call the cops. It's so good. <laughs> that was like the smartest thing that anyone's ever said. And then he gets his head smashed against the wall. Oh, God. I will say one thing they did way better in this movie than they did in the last one is the the characters that are introduced that like you're like oh they're gonna die i really liked them like they were really good i really enjoyed them on screen like i didn't want them to die whereas like in the which f- ones well like that couple i thought they were a really like yeah. cute old couple and <laughs> like they were funny together like the last one Either he killed someone that we never saw them say or do anything, or he killed the teens, which, like, I don't care. Like, thank you for that. That's public service. But, like, yeah, these ones, like, that couple, I I really liked them. 
and then also i i think we're gonna have a whole conversation about little and big john but like i loved them okay no but let's like talk about them right now because i just love them they're so, so much they're my favorite characters in this entire movie <laughs> like bar anybody else i think that they're, they're the best is, is there anything in particular that like you really love about them? Because I I have something, but I, I want to hear what why you love them too. I'm happy you do. I mean, one I love, I love uh, it's it's Little John. I love him. He's a guest star in like every show, and he's just funny. And you would and expect everything. him to be Big John, and the other guy to be Little John, and that's one other thing that I like about them. <laughs> but my favorite thing is like so. I think it's safe to assume that their names are not actually Little John and Big John. Of course. It's their nicknames. But they call each other Big John and Little John while they're terrified. Like, while they're being stalked. Yeah. The guy's like, Little John? Little John? Big John! That would be like if me and Sarah were being hunted by a killer, me being scared and like, Babe? Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> no. Are you kidding? Me and Nolan have such a problem with saying babe too much that like if it's, you know, just me and him in the house and supposedly a killer, I know the killer's not going to think I'm talking to him. <laughs> so it's got to be fucking, I would call him his nickname too. Although I, I don't know if Nolan and I called each other big and little Nolan. I don't know how that works. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I just thought it was so funny. It's adorable. And I also little really John. love the weapons that like, when Big John's like, I've got this knife. And he grabs like this tiny ass little cheese knife from the fucking charcuterie board. And then little John goes, I've got this knife. And he actually grabs the butcher knife. So I'm proud of them. But like they both just die. We don't get to see little John die, but we have to watch Big John die. And I'm like, God, I hate whenever people get their fucking eyes. Like it just seems so gross, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, yeah. That was gnarly. Like, yeah just pops him out of his head and then after that i think the next one that i is my number one after sorry big john's number two my number one is the gunshot kick with the car door <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna save this one <laughs> no, no no this is my number one of and that's in sequential order of the movie is what i'm going in I don't think there's any question. I think it is maybe the best kill of all time. It's, of all time. It's, it's the, incredible. It's the best self-elimination <laughs> I've ever seen. It is it is unbelievable. Michael's just, nah. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking kick the door. Hope for the best. It's like a fucking accident. The way that it works so perfectly, I was like, there's no way that that was a stunt. That really happened. That had to have been. There was no that way. That woman's dead. Yeah. It was not was, a blank. It was too, like, there's no chance in hell that that would ever happen, but I love it. It was incredible. I thought that the stunt work on that was just amazing. And that's why it's my number one. Is that your number one, too? It has to be a number one. I I, I was going to say, just for the sake of conversation, that uh, it can't. It, it's the best kill easily in the entire franchise. Like and in history of horror, I think. In any franchise. But it, it we have to separate it because it's not a Mike Michael Myers kill. He kicks the door and she shoots herself. It counts. That, it's a it, count. That it's counts incidental contact. Himself. No, it is not. <laughs> it is intentional contact, okay? If he had accidentally bumped into the door and then she shot herself, sure, incidental. <laughs> but that was like a deliberate 
Boom. Ow. I just kicked oh. my fucking desk trying to prove that to you. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to make a, a clip and it's just going to be that on a loop with us laughing at it. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, I think my, my next one is going to be the stairs and the railing kill with the boyfriend oh. who's the worst character of the granddaughter's <laughs> boyfriend. And Michael just like stabs him a bunch. Then he's like, oh, get away from her. You know, stupid yeah. idiot shit. And which, by the I mean, we'll get to it. But why do they split up when they get to the house? We're all going to the mob. Let's OK, you guys stay here. I'm going alone. <laughs> Dumbasses. But either way, he takes on Michael alone, gets stabbed a bunch. Then he gets his head literally like basically he becomes like a post on the fucking railing by yeah, the end shows of it. his head through the banister. <laughs> yeah. And then just starts throwing him around yeah that, up this... and down and to the right and like piercing his throat i mean i can't believe he lives through all that <laughs> he should have been dead for a long time and then when michael starts coming down the stairs to take care of the granddaughter he just fucking breaks the guy's neck because the guy is still alive and i love that michael's just oh. like oh you're not dead yet <laughs> boom like that is a brutal kill but i fucking hated the boyfriend so i was, oh, here he was for the it. worst i he was one of the things i hated most in the first movie, I hated that the movie started with him. Like I was ready for a fresh start and then yeah. it starts with him. And I'm like, Oh God, no. And then they find, yeah. Then he finds the cop who there's no way he's alive. I thought they ran over that guy's yeah. head. In the first he stabbed one. him three times and then ran him over. <laughs> like, they fucking ran his head over. There's no way that guy's alive. His head was splattered everywhere. It had to have been. Well, and see that just, that just adds <laughs> to the idea that the first one was the idea was to have a contained movie. Cause that actor is really good. He's one yeah. of the, he's one of the good parts of the movie. And so like they killed him and they're like, oh, we don't need him to come back for a second. We're like, okay, well, shit, <laughs> we got to bring him back. It's like hilarious. Anyways, <sighs> my oh. final nomination, but I, I know we've already won this and this will transition into our general talk of the mob. But I think when he kills all the people in the mob, it's pretty great, too, because they all just they all deserve it at that point. I think we can agree. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the mob oh the mob <laughs> i hope that you want to right you you have oh, a, probably a lot to say uh, i do um <laughs> the only like notes i took that are like me being critical of the movie in any way is just like the mob is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen like i i get what they were i get the point they were trying to make but i think they accidentally made a different point <laughs> it's just like it's so absurd like it starts off very like small and believable like oh they want to get revenge so they they get the other people that almost died and like mm -hmm. they try to do it but by the time they get to the hospital like they are swarming the hospital like i was like am i watching dawn of the dead like <laughs> these zombies are just like trying to break through doors and windows and i'm like there's like hundreds of you what's going on i don't know if i would say that like this is supposed to be like an intentional like horror comedy in the way that some of the other movies are like malignant or like cabin in the woods like i feel like those are very like intentional with what they're doing i feel like this one was just like all of them just having having a couple beers like let's just have a good time you know like it 
it's like a it's like introducing Halloween to another generation. It's exactly. just like, you know, we're not trying to be the horror classic. It's it's almost like, I don't know, it's like we're trying to be like the Fast and the Furious. Like we're just trying to have you're just trying to have a good time with this movie. I mean, they keep the energy up. I think that was the whole point was just to have a very like exciting sequel. And like I said, it's Michael Myers is like it's the first movie focused on him. So there's a lot of fucking kills as there should be. <laughs> I feel like it fulfills everything they wanted in that way. If it hits with people for tone. I agree, but the first one's tone was pretty all over the place. So I think yeah. after this one, I was just like, cool, this is all fun. Like, even the brutal kills, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's the part with the mob that I just didn't like. It seemed like it was trying to to be something very, I don't know, maybe like thoughtful when this Social movie. Social commentary. Yeah, when this movie just didn't really seem like it, it was doing that. But like also just like they, it just goes crazy. It just escalates. And like all the like the plot holes all really revolve around the mob. Like <laughs> they the, fact, really do. the fact that like a large part of the mob's storyline revolves around them thinking that another person is Michael Myers and they drive that guy to kill himself. I mean, the first problem is that that guy looks nothing yeah. like Michael Myers. Like he, he is he's like he's, half his height. too. Yeah, it's like we all know same, not the same size, not the same frame. I think like, what they're trying to prove with that is that obviously he's not Michael Myers. But like you hear someone say like someone says, is that Michael? And then the next person just rolls off of that and goes, that's Michael. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, that's him. And then Anthony Michael Hall's like, let me at him. Like, I just got to lead the mob now. So it's like, it's just trying, I think, to show that like that shit can just like infect and like, but it's like, it's a lot. They're really being stupid though. Really, I rewatched this part. A bunch of them know what Michael Myers looks like. I know. I wanted this too. They show his mugshot on the news in the bar. They show both of their pictures. So they know. They just got distracted these by one of the uglier one. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I'm just like, wait, someone, maybe even if the, the main guy like didn't see him until like he saw him, he's like, oh, that's not him. It was like, someone knows what he looks like and could have said, that's not him. I've seen his picture. <laughs> but that's literally all that Judy Greer is doing. Like her character is literally running up the stairs going, that's not him. And they're like, I don't care. Let me at him. <laughs> Come on. That's a little bit much. All right. We get it. Judy Greer. That's uh, she plays Karen, right? The daughter, yes, the, the daughter of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. So that leads to one other part that I thought was, was kind of odd after the whole murder by or suicide by mob yeah the mental patient jumps to his death yeah she karen has like she like really has this like this guilt that she lays on to the other people like we we did this we did this and and then like the next scene she leads michael to the mob it's like okay so you really just like came around to this whole mob idea pretty pretty easy like (laughs) So, like, at least she directs them to Michael and they have a decent plan, right? Which is the only reason that, like, anyone can ever get away from Michael is if you mess with his mask or you take his mask, mm-hmm. right? 
And that's how she saves her daughter after the boyfriend's been turned into like a fucking post <laughs> on the <laughs> stairs. Come and get it! You want to fucking kill someone? Take me! Like she leads, she takes Michael's mask after she stabs him like out of surprise. Yeah. With a pitchfork. I love that. And then yeah. steps on his head, but that's it. We're not going to cut his head off or do anything else. And then she just takes the mask and like runs away with it. And he follows her back a couple streets down and the mobs there. And they're all coming out of the shadows. Like they've been talking about the whole movie. <laughs> that, that pitchfork scene, that's the first time in the movie that evil could have died that night. But, and it could have but, died a but few they more didn't. times. It's like, he can survive anything. We don't know about shots to the head. I mean, that's the thing. When they say, like, yeah, Michael Myers can't be defeated, I'm like, have we tried cutting <laughs> his head off and all of his limbs and burying them separately? Or, like, lighting oh. them all on fire, burning them separately, and then burying them or throwing them into different oceans? I mean, have we tried everything? I don't think we've tried separating his body parts. I, I mean, he might live forever, but he's scattered. He can't do anything. The more he can transcends into something else impossible to defeat maybe the third movie will will answer that question i mean i'm still excited for it but i i want to talk about this part where the the mob mentality all ends up with them trying to kill michael wait i have one question oh. that i i don't know if you can answer but it revolves around the mob so we just talked about how at the hospital it's like dawn of the dead there's like hundreds of people trying to to tear down this hospital yeah the final the final scene, the final fight, the Michael Myers gang, there's like 15 of them. Like, where did the other 185 people go? Like, there's like, there's it's like, oh, too far. It's not at the hospital that I'm already at. I'm not going. <laughs> it's like, man, that was good. I need to get some aggression out. What were we what were we crazy about? <laughs> Maybe they were like realistically that guy was pretty easy compared to the real michael i think i don't yeah. think if he's twice that size i don't think i could take him <laughs> i'm gonna stay home <laughs> but it's like it's the same number of people that the mob starts with like right outside the bar yeah. so it's like why, why didn't we just keep that thing like it's just it escalates to this huge thing and it's like all right back to normal like i know that's a anyway. great point and then it in and then all those people instead of bringing like like decking themselves out like with guns and weapons of any kind they had like they, wiffle I ball mean, bats they have very strange choices my number one thing that really caught my attention one time is to what everyone's holding and, and this was on a rewatch was that there's a fucking lady holding just an iron like a fucking like, like iron for uh, like ironing a shirt and it's what? not hot it's just an iron <laughs> i did not see that you gotta go back that's some interesting oh one. my god someone who attacks michael first and for a while they're literally just holding a two by four <laughs> that's all it is it's not a sharp two by four it's not anything it's just a two by four and somebody else has a wrench <laughs> just a wrench it's like pretty small it gets me bigger as we've mentioned before anthony michael hall is the baseball bat he says earlier i'm gonna go down swinging and yeah. you never say and again now you're gonna die because that's gonna happen um <laughs> someone else has a hockey stick <laughs> Only one gun, and it's the cop, and he uses it to shoot him in the chest, which we all know you don't do. From Scream 3, I think I'll always remember when they're saying, Dewey, he like literally shoots the killer like eight times, and they're like, shoot him in the head, and he's like, oh yeah, and then it's like, done, they're dead, that's it. 
So all I'm saying is that there's one gun and these are all the other choices. Someone at least has an, a tire iron, but a baseball bat, tire iron, and a gun are the best choices. The rest of them are pretty varied. It It's insane that all of these people are survivors of Mike of Michael Myers. So this guy has rocked this town with a kitchen knife and none of them are like, you know what? Maybe he's onto something. <laughs> no, they're like, let's, I'm going to grab like, my iron. I'm going to grab a two by four. <laughs> yeah, two by four. <laughs> you want me to, you want me to bring an extension cord? We can plug it in. He steam him. Like, what do yeah. you do? What is <laughs> the weapons here suggest that this wasn't a mob with the, like that was assembled hours ago with the attention of killing him. This sounds like, Oh, I was just at home and someone called me and I grabbed whatever I had on my way out the door. Like that is what this vibe is. But these people have been like fucking a mob for hours. They've had plenty of time between now and then to go get a fucking weapon or resupply literally don't we see the boyfriend's dad have like all these guns in the fucking car he literally (laughs) has a whole car of guns and nobody grabs them and anyone who does have a gun says i'll go in by myself and take him one-on-one it's like are you guys like they're all just so dumb but it's fun yeah it's baffling that it's baffling that there's only a one gun like yeah it doesn't matter if if you're in a town that's like, oh, this is gun country or you're like, oh, this is not gun country. There's guns there. It's either a large amount or a small amount. There's yeah. not anything that there's zero. Like, and if I'm taking on fucking Michael Myers, I'm definitely not grabbing a two by four. I want an axe at the very minimum so I can chop off all of his limbs. I don't know why people keep stabbing him in the back and going that must have done it. Like he's dead. I stabbed stabbed him with the rake earlier, and he was fine. It's, it's like the a most pitchfork. O- it's the most effective thi- effective weapon. How many times can we not cut his head off and then realize, hey, maybe we should cut his fucking head off? Like that's the thing. Is like I love slasher movies, but when they don't do that nowadays, I'm like, you have no excuse. I've seen a hundred of these movies. It doesn't work unless you fucking dismember them. Also, there's the police officer with the gun. I mean, yes. first off. The main guy definitely would have been arrested way earlier for inciting a riot. Like, <laughs> there's just no way. But even even pushing that aside, cops have their their main firearm, but they also always have a shotgun in the cop car. So why are you going at him with a pistol? Grab a shotgun. I know. Way less work. I know. <laughs> But that's the thing is that like the Ugh. townspeople are just so dumb. It's like if they could have been smart and been a mob and like not as much of a mob, been more of just like a smart, like little group of people who want revenge. Perfect. I'm here for that. The townspeople all coming together in a mob to kill Michael. Wonderful. If they all show up with knives and guns, I'm here for this. But whoever's bringing an iron to this fight does not belong here. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I respect the innovation. Now that I know that there's an iron in there, now I'm just wishing that there was a slow-mo scene because the whole scene is in slow-mo of the person with the iron swinging it by the cord. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the best part. It's a cordless one. (laughs) There's no cord. So I don't they ripped the cord out. I don't know. Did they not want it to get hot? I thought it needed to be hot to be a weapon. (laughs) Like this like woman has it and i'm just like i feel like that's sexist too that she would just oh i have an iron because i was ironing clothes (laughs) 
I'm a dumb woman. This is all I know. Yeah, this is all I got. <laughs> oh man, that is that is the that's the best note to end on. <laughs> I mean, as much as like I have quibbles with like the decisions in this movie and the logistics, I don't really care about uh, any of them at the end of the day. It's great. It, yeah, you're not watching this movie to have a, a rush of emotions. Like you're you're watching this because you just you just want to have a good time with it. Yeah. And now the question is with the third one coming out, what tone are they going to go with? Are they going to keep this insanity going? I hope so. Because the next one, I mean, people are going to be real pissed if if they continue to market these movies with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis at like she's in the entire movie and then they only use her for like half the movie maybe. I mean, people should just start expecting that by now. Come on. She's not going to be the in the whole thing. They got to fill that out with some the, padding. They're, set, they're setting the whole thing up as the final confrontation. So, I know. I mean, they do that every time. Every time with a movie, they should never <laughs> name a movie ends the final chapter, whatever. Because then you guys <laughs> just look like assholes when we reboot it three years later. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're going to since we're going to do an episode on this final movie, let's let's maybe make some predictions or list out some things that we hope that they do. So I'll go first. I hope that they continue down this road of insanity, just get wild with it. And I hope that it's a combination of, of Jamie Lee Curtis's like survivor jigsaw house in the first one. I hope she makes a crazy traps and then, Mike Myers just going crazy with the kills. Michael, if Mike Myers shows up, that would make no sense story-wise. I hope that would be a great twist. He has a little cameo. <laughs> I mean, he might. He might. He should. I wonder how Michael would respond. But yes, I, I like that prediction. I think this will be a really good one. And I, if it's more towards the first one, we're trying to be serious and end it, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I, I hope it has the same a similar tone to Halloween Kills because that was... That was pure fun. That's what mm -hmm. I'm watching these movies for, and I would enjoy it. So I'm hopeful, but, you know, we'll see. And I think that Jamie Lee Curtis and Officer Hawkins. Sex scene, next movie at the beginning in the hospital. <laughs> that's an Oscar winner right there. Sorry, where are we going with that? I think they're both going to die. Ooh, yeah, she's got to. Yeah, like, Jamie Lee Curtis has been in eight of these now. So like, she's broken the record, but they've killed her like twice. I'm pretty sure. Another requel. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. At this point, just stop killing her because it's going to be stupid when you bring her back again. Stop saying Halloween ends. It's going to keep going. Oh, no, I think she's I think she's ready to call it in. Uh, but I think again. I think. Yeah, I think they're both going to die. And I think the real question is, are they are they actually going to kill Michael Myers? No, of course not. Are you kidding? They would never in any of these. And if they do, they'll bring him back again. These guys are never going to die. And well, and he's 60 right now. So pretty soon he's going to. Oh, no, he can access his retirement account so he can fund all of his shenanigans. Yeah. You know, I mean, the so. guy from the Don't Breathe movies, he's still going. They could team up in the next one. I don't know. We'll get Halloween versus Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. It's Halloween. I don't know. <laughs> Michael Myers just killing into his 80s, just slaying. They're just going to reboot it again. I mean, honestly, I with all the supposed like rumors and tweets we've been seeing, I think we're close to getting another Friday the 13th reboot, which would be exciting. Reboot or requill? <laughs> <laughs>
I would like a requel, and I'd actually love a sequel just to the remake from 2009. It's actually really good. Who's going to come first, Freddy or Jason? Who's getting a requel first? Jason. Freddy, we'll see. I think it's going to be harder to figure out how to keep that thing going without Robert England. So, but in the meantime, thank God for fucking Michael Myers. Hey, Michael, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the regular exclusive podcast. I hope you had a killtastic time. Nice. Yeah. That's good. I did it. Yeah. Uh, w- listening to us talk about these Halloween movies. It's a good way to start the season. Yeah. We're literally like just starting October and we're just starting off with a banger of Halloween and Halloween kills because we're just like, I'm ready for it. I'm, it's Halloween as far as I'm concerned. It's always Halloween. It always is, but especially in October. And allegedly, in a couple weeks, Halloween ends. But we we all know until it doesn't. It's never gonna end. Yeah, that's the sequel that's coming. Halloween never ends. That's how they bring it back. But yeah, what are we talking about next week? So next week we are um, kind of staying in theme with the requel. Uh, we're gonna watch the original Hellraiser. 1987. Old school. Yeah. And then we're going to watch the new Hulu Hellraiser, which comes out October 7th. And we are very excited. Yes. To watch this. I mean, we kind of have to, we have to do this one because, you know, straight to streaming, but also Hulu knocked it out of the park with the Predator requel. Yeah, so... with Prey. And also David Bruckner can't do any wrong as far as I'm concerned to the director. I love The Ritual and The Night House, VHS, like all yeah. a lot of good stuff. He's great. This is going to be good. Well, and the, the Hellraiser franchise, that is a roller coaster of what the Gore. fuck is going on <laughs> so yeah you know I, i'm i'm interested to see what they do with this one sounds like from early reviews they they steered the ship back on course mm-hmm. yep. so yeah i'm excited to wait. now for anyone out there um probably don't don't start your horror journey with hellraiser it might ruin you it's pretty hardcore so maybe just listen to us talk about it and then <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it, I mean, I feel like I had to watch a lot of horror before I watched it so that I would just like, I mean, I still haven't watched past the original second one. I feel like I got a really marathon over the next few days because I feel like you got to see them all probably. And I I don't know if I'm ready for the new one. It's just going to be like better effects and scarier. So we'll see. But um, if you want to watch the original, it is available for free right now on Tubi and on Amazon Prime. Nice. Yeah. And then Hellraiser will be on Hulu, but not till October 7th. But in the meantime, (laughs) you know, do all the social media things. Follow us wherever you prefer. Mm -hmm. We're we're everywhere. We're always watching. Yeah, that's creepy. I don't like it when you turn it into something creepy, but like, you know, tell us how much you hate us on there if you want to. Or I think Jay said he's looking forward to that. So somebody challenge him, please. (laughs) We're ready for it. But also let us know what you think of the episode. What are your feelings about Halloween? If you like love the first one, obviously we all love the original, but if you love the 2018 version or you're obsessed with Halloween kills, 
we want to hear what you think because you know all you all clearly now know what we think and and tell us what your favorite kill is yes i do want to put that up there that we should we should be asking that because that is just a fun category to talk about there's so many good choices in that movie anyways and also also yeah continue to send us your recommendations been getting some fun recommendations that we're gonna have to work in so keep sending them our ways cool that's more of a mystery to me just throw it out at some time and we'll see if it's something i haven't seen before we're just gonna start recording i'm not even gonna tell you what the movie is but we're just gonna start recording you say this like you don't do that to me just to fuck with me already well in the meantime have a great week everyone and we'll see you next time regular exclusive out